You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am so excited because I have a very, 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 did I mention very special guest, Natalie Teal Leonard on the line, and she is so freaking awesome. She is a Build and Monetize Masters member. She is built and is building an amazing business, and she is here to set us straight on SOPs. Now, if you don't know what a SOP is, that's why you need to listen to this podcast because they're probably one of the most important things that you need to do and know for your business. So, without further ado, Natalie, welcome. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so excited to be here. Yes. So first and foremost, girl, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and what's going on? My name is Natalie and my business is Natalie OBM and I'm an online business manager. I help people work through all sorts of problems that you might encounter if any part of your business is online. And I love to also work in Kartra. So that's an online all-in-one platform. Um, You can you know, you can do host your website, funnels, email, all of that stuff. So I troubleshoot folks with Kartra and then I help people run all aspects of their online business. And give us that website one more time, girl. NatalieOBM.com. I love it. Okay. So I, I teased the audience by saying SOP. And before you and I were actually, you know, going down this road or before you introduced this to me, I didn't know these things as SOP. So why don't you break it to the audience? What is a SOP? Why do we need one? Okay, everybody, a SOP is a standard operating procedure. And this is stuff that's kind of, I think it, it comes from the manufacturing world. And it's basically a set of instructions that you use to perform repeated tasks in your business. Can you give me an example? I sure can. So in your business every day, you do tons of stuff, right? And I've got a little list here that I made just to kind of give us some ideas of where we can implement SOPs. So every day you are checking and replying to email. You can set up a system to do that more efficiently every day. Every day you are creating files in your business, right? So like I use G Drive and I'm in there creating those files. You should have a SOP so that you can know how to name your files so they have uniformity in their naming. And you should create a SOP to store those files. Because if you are like how I was before I embarked on this SOPs journey, your G Drive is It's got files with names and they're everywhere and you can't find them and you don't know what you're looking for. So that's another area where you can implement SOPs and just create a streamlined, you know, system for your business. Do you want any more examples, Lindsay? Yes, I do. But before we dive into some more of those examples, Natalie, you said that and I kind of yawned. Why do I need these? I could be marketing and doing some more sexy things. Why do I need these? Okay. SOPs does not sound sexy. But it is because SOPs are going to help you. I think the number one thing, in fact, I know the number one thing that they're going to help you do in your business is grow that business and scale that business. Do you want to grow and scale your business, Lindsay? Yes, yes, I do. Okie doke. So the next thing that is going to be possible when you implement SOPs in your business is you are going to make more money. Do you want to make more money? Yes, I do. (laughs) Okay. So I think those are like my two big favorite things to talk to people about is um, scaling and making more money, but they're also going to save you time. Um, They're going to make you look super duper professional with clients and prospective clients. And when you are ready to bring on new team members, like you you want to subcontract stuff out or you want to bring a VA on, it's going to make it so much easier to train those people. And it's going to set those people up for success in your business. 
I love it. And I am, I am kind of speaking tongue in cheek because I'm, I'm transferring back, back in the future to Lindsay 10 years ago and, you know, not taking the time to write out standard operating procedures and just going off the, off the cuff and every day coming in and trying to dig for, you know, how did I respond to that email last time? It was such a great response and it took me a good 30 minutes to come up with it. Well, I guess I'll just have to write it again. Or where did that document go? Or, Hey, I want a new, you know, I want to hire some people, but I don't even know where to start or what to tell them. So, um, yes, what well, everything Natalie is saying, it literally, like you cannot, you cannot come out of yourself in your business. You cannot not be the person working in your business instead of on your business. Okay. Unless you have stopped it is truly the linchpin of growth. And you just totally hit it on the head, the nail on the head with all those examples. I hear that from people like I don't need SOPs because I do like a wide variety of stuff in my business and I might only do it one time. Yeah. You might only do it one time this week. But trust me, like once you start doing these tasks, you're going to keep doing them and it's going to be way easier if you have a template or a form or just a procedure, a checklist. And by the way, all of these things can be SOPs on their own. You don't have to have some sort of like formal, you know, very outlined. It can be a checklist. It can be as easy as that. So, you know, just because you think you're only going to do a task once. I would, if it was an important task, I would encourage you to somehow document it so that when it comes back around, which it will like next week, you, you have something to lean on to make that, you know, a much faster process. Yeah. And if you're not making these stops because you don't have time, I guarantee the time it will save you just by as Natalie so eloquently said, searching through your G drive for that one document that you spent five hours on three weeks ago. You're going to be searching for that for a real long time where you could just create a naming convention, outline it, follow that naming convention, and you will never lack for a document again. 100%. I love it. Okay. So, um, your, so not your, the audience is your, so your excuse that you don't have time to do this is wrong. Just kidding. That was very harsh, but well, I'm going to agree with you because just think about like, if you think that you don't have time now, just think what it's going to be like when you're kind of out of control, crazy busy, and you're yeah. still this disorganized, and, yeah. and you still can't find that document. The time becomes money, and you know it becomes even more money. And it's frustrating, and and you can, yeah, I just I can't I can't express enough about how important these are. So why did you get into these, Natalie? Why 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 are you lecturing us about socks? Well, it was just kind of a. A fluke. I love to I love to read and I love to do research because I love to get better at my job, number one. And it, and number two, it just makes me feel more prepared for future situations. And I was attending a webinar and the woman presenting the webinar, she just kind of touched on SOPs and I was like, I gotta know more. And so as I started to dig, I found a training and it was like a cheap $30 training, but let me tell you, like it blew my world wide open. Yeah. And after, yeah, after that, I, because it was so simple, she outlined like five things that the solopreneur just starting out could, you know, how that person could create SOPs for their business. Because like I said, it, it, it has a history in manufacturing. So you feel like, well, you've got to be this big yes. entity with all of these moving parts, right? Well, no. I mean, if you are just one person in your spare bedroom with your computer, but you are doing these, you know, you're doing tasks in your business, 
you can benefit from SOPS. And so I, I took the class and I have since then been reading all I can. And I read, I mean, you can find people's SOPS out there and they're fascinating because everybody does different things in their businesses. So I just started reading and I started making lists of SOPS I could create or SOPS that I knew were really important. And it just has snowballed from there. Awesome. So when, so like if I have my SOP or, or what's your, so obviously in a business like of my size, we would have lots and lots of SOPs. How are those organized or what does that look like? Is that a Google doc or do you have any thoughts or tips on tools or organizations on SOPs themselves? Like how do I find what SOP I'm freaking looking for? Yeah. So I, right in front of me, I don't have the, um, the naming convention that I use, but in my G drive, I have, you know, it's sectioned into the different, you know, different clients and all the different things. And I have a folder that's just for the SOPs. And so um, when you, when you're going to do this, and I would recommend that you, that you dedicate a folder to this, and then you're going to keep your documents in that folder. And this is where the naming convention is going to be really important. So you need to decide how you want to do it. Because if you're like me, you're creating SOPs for yourself, but you could also be creating SOPs for clients. And so yeah. not only do you need to keep track, right, of all of your SOPs, but you need to keep track of your client's SOPs. And that's where your naming convention is going to come in. You're going to figure out how to differentiate between stuff that you use to run your business and stuff that you use to run somebody else's business. And if you want, you can create a separate folder for, for each individual business. Um, and I would recommend that you, you should have a folder for each client, right, and that you would put the SOPs in their folder as well so they can access them. Okay. Okay. So your org. So basically, we would have a SOP full a SOPs folder in my G drive, and then name all like they are all an individual Word doc, and I throw those all in there with a naming convention, so I know how to find them. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. And this and a SOP can look like a written thing, or a copied and pasted email, or a checklist. I think you gave me a bunch of examples at the top of the show. Yeah. So your SOP can look like what you need it to look like. And that's the thing I think is super important. Um, Lindsay, if you will let me, I will promote my worksheet do at it. the end. I do will, it. I'll let you all know. Cause I do have, I have a worksheet that I use and it has the five P's, which are the five things that I think are crucial to writing those SOPs. Um, but for everybody out there in your individual business, do what works for you. So for me, having stuff written down, um, highly formatted, repeatable, in G Drive, very organized with that naming convention Convention is, is how I do it. But um, I've seen people use checklists. What else have I seen? Um, there's just whatever works for you. And also, exactly, if you want to use a template that you just copy and paste from, anything that will work because these are highly, um, they're highly personal, right? And if you create a SOP in a format that you don't like, you won't use it. And that defeats the whole purpose of the SOP. So play around with all the different formats. I would encourage you to Google this. I have, that's how I came up with my worksheet. And, you know, it, it, it's the way that I like to organize and it's the way I organize for clients. But if it's not gonna work for you, find something that will. The other thing I, just today I was thinking about this, and I thought, what's another method that I would use? And I thought, what if I put them on uh, like three by five cards on a ring, like a flash card? I mean, just the sky is the limit. Yeah. You know, what if, what if I did like a, a post-it note board? The sky is the limit or a flow chart. I've seen the flow chart one work great. So yeah, whatever works for you, whatever you're comfortable with, and don't be afraid to experiment. 
All right. So you had a few more examples of SOPs there. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking to give people, if you haven't started one, just give me a, give me a little bit of homework right here, right now. Okay. If you haven't started, the homework I'm going to give you is to head on over to my website, natalieobm.com forward slash checklist. And if you put in your email, I will send you a checklist of my top 10 SOPs. And as a bonus, that um, worksheet that I was talking about is included also. So that is the worksheet that I used to create all of mine. And this is like, this will give you a big jump start to getting your first 10 SOPs done. I love it. But and I've got a couple bonus ones. Oh, go ahead. No, please go ahead. Sorry. I got a couple more in my notes. So um, posting to social media, and that mm. includes creating those social media posts. What are your conventions for doing that? And then... Um, how are you going to set that up? Are you going to use like, uh, I like to use the Facebook creator studio to load all my stuff up and push it out. Then creating blogs and emails. So I never would have thought to do this, but Lindsay, tell me like when you write an email, are there certain things you include every single time? Uh, yes, definitely. Right. So like you, you've got your, like maybe you have a call to action or maybe you have a link, whatever it is that you include every single time, make sure that that's in your shop. And the same with your blog posts. Um, you know, you're going to have a spot for your, for your links and all of that. And then the next one that I just kind of have been working on for myself is running my own Facebook group because I have to post in that group and I am accepting new members all the time. So I want to make sure that I have a system in place to do that seamlessly. Okay. So this remind, this is reminding me of some of a question, which is a SOP is only good if you actually use it. Right. So yeah, can, you exactly. talk to it, can you talk to us a little bit about uh, self-discipline, right? Cause sometimes it can be just like, I, I don't feel like finding that. I just want to like, can you talk to us a little bit about that? the problems yeah. around using them once you make them so first of all like i said before i really highly encourage you to tinker with the format that you use and find something that works for you because if you hate the way it works you're not going to use it right. so for me a highly structured template um i you know it comes to mind something a long time ago i had a boss and everything that we did that he wanted us to do it was all checklists because that's how he operated so be sure that you're using a format that works for you keep them someplace where you can access them easily. So if you want to print them and put them in a binder, that's great. But are you going to reach for that binder all the time? Just be aware of those kinds of things. And then the other thing that I've done that has really, really helped me is I, I actually am working right now on a SOP for setting up my daily and weekly schedule and um, penciling in, not, not really penciling, inking in time every single day to to do these tasks and to consult my SOPs to make sure that I'm doing them right every single time. I love it. I love it. And do you have any guidance or feedback on supporting employees in SOPing? Oh my gosh. So something I think that we all need to remember is with employees and contractors and VAs, they're going to be using the SOPs. And, you know, for me, that's a really important reason to create SOPs is to give to other people so that they know exactly what I expect in my business and so that, you know, I can set them up for success. Having said that, we need to be really aware of the fact that if we are handing those off to other people, they, they're not the same as us. And while they do need to follow the SOPs, we need to be really prepared to listen to their input when using SOPs because they may have ideas that we hadn't thought of. You know, they may be able to make our SOPs better. 
And I think that that leads to a point which is really crucial for us to understand with SOPs is that these are living, breathing documents, mm. right? And mm. you need to be willing for, even if you're a solopreneur all by yourself, you need to be willing to be flexible. And if something's not working, change it. Or if you find something that works better, change it. And, you know, just like I said, you know, it's like how I feel about the format that you're going to use. Make sure it works for you. Give yourself the freedom and the grace to experiment and to make these work the very best that they can for you and to consult with team members who are going to use them to make sure that they're working the very best for the whole team. Yeah. And just to round that off, if you involve your team members, regardless if they're VAs or hired guns or employees, doesn't matter their status. If they're on your team, they're on your team. Um, that if you involve them, then it's going to increase the chances of them actually using them as well because they're involved in the process. They back you up on it versus, Hey, I'm the boss, follow this end of story. So I really liked the way that you put that Natalie. Thank you. I think it's super crucial to involve everybody in the team. And to, to kind of continue that idea, if you are using VAs and contractors and they are doing tasks that maybe are kind of new to your whole organization, ask them, could you document this task and create a SOP? Because, you know, they're going to be doing stuff all the time that's that's new and, and good for business. So ask them to not only, you know, participate in um, revising them, but to help you create new ones. I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right, Natalie, this what so everyone needs to go out, go to Dan. I'm going to have Natalie tell us her website again, but go out and download that. Just make a commitment to create your very first or second SOP and you will like start collecting them like game cards and it'll be super fun and your business will be better for it. And regardless of if you are just starting out, you need to like, this is the perfect time. You got some time on your hands. So go create some SOPs. And if you're too busy, and you don't have enough time, you got to go create some SOPs so that you can free up some more of your time in the future instead of just putting that off to, you know, future Lindsay's problem to handle the SOP situation. And I'll just rewrite this email right now. Like that is not a useful way to use your time. That is not how you're going to get to the next level. And that is most definitely not how you're going to work on your business instead of in your business. So Natalie, before you go, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Tell us anything else you'd like us to know about SOPs and more and how to find you and anything else you want us to know. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Take your time. Well, first, okay. <laughs> first things first, head on over to natalieobm.com forward slash checklist. Put your email in and I will send you my list of my top 10 SOPs and I will send you the worksheet. And there is an invitation to my Facebook group. And what I would love is for you to join me on Facebook and share your SOPs. Because like I said before, I'm always reading other people's SOPs. I find them so inspiring. And you know, you guys are thinking of things that I've never thought of before. And so, you know, let's just inspire one another to make better SOPs. I love it. I love it. All right, Natalie. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. This was so fun. <laughs>